All right, so here we go. Let's talk about Colombia. Let's talk about this crazy trip with Sahib. So before I get into the several destination, I'm going to just touch upon the country overall and its impressions on me. Obviously, coming here, I was a little bit worried because, you know, Colombia doesn't only have a reputation for beautiful women, but also has like a like a dark past or a, a, a reputation for being dangerous because of the cartel and the whole Pablo Escobar vibe and the other cartels and, and whatnot. Now, I'm going to tell you right away, this is not how it is, or it used to be like this, but that's a long time ago. Colombia has made a lot of progress since, you know, it's moved past that time. And it's a shame that it still has this reputation, but it's it's our fault, you know. It's I mean, it's it's the media's fault. It's it's North America's fault. It's Netflix's fault with the whole Narcos series, you know. And people are kind of ignorant. They just sit home in their little castles in North America and they just like talk shit about Latin American countries and say how dangerous it is. I've heard it for Mexico. I've heard it for Colombia, and I probably will hear it for any other Latin country that I go to. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried at first, my mom made me worried, she was like, oh my god, do you have to go to Colombia, why don't you go to fucking anywhere else, you know, but I'm like, mom, shh, like enough, I'll do, I'll go, I wanna, like, Colombia's on top of my bucket list, along with Japan, I've already done Japan, I need to go to Colombia, I have to, so, anyways, long story short, I came here a little scared, but that, that scaredness, uh, kind of dissipated over time, however, it is still, like a quote-unquote dangerous country if you're not smart or if you don't have a head on over on top of your shoulders you know if you are way too adventurous and go to the wrong places like maybe you'll get in trouble but that that's true in in the u.s and in canada as well so anyways so that's that colombia's impression on me i mean i'm not sure if it met my expectation exceeded them or 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 fell short of them but i'm just pleased with with my whole experience Overall, the only thing that I guess caught me off guard is how in some places in Colombia, like you look at the people and you can see the struggle a little bit. You can look at their eyes and see like you can see the thirst, you can see the hunger and you can see how and how how much hustle they have in them and and how they're ready to do anything to get a little bit of money, you know, from you or, or any or any means necessary. Now, this is where I guess the danger can come from. You know, when someone is, is hungry or thirsty, um, they'll do anything to, to get money and that could involve like getting you in trouble. <laughs> but again, I don't want to scare anyone. It, that's not how Colombia is in general. It's just if you go to like some places, I guess, there are people who, who struggle like anywhere else. But here, here I felt like I, 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 I saw more, a bit more, you know, and... I mean, LATAM in general has been struggling economically during the pandemic, a little bit before, a little bit after, a little bit always, really. So, I mean, you can look at Venezuela with the whole crisis. Argentina is going through an economical crisis. Like, it's a, it's a shit show. Colombia, I don't think, is, is, is that bad, but they're, they're still, like, they're not like North America. So, and me coming from Mexico, like, I saw the difference, how Mexico is, like, super developed, super Americanized, and then you come to Colombia, not so Americanized. So, you see the struggle in the people's eyes. So, that's that's one thing I took away. Uh, I guess I'm going to talk about the food really quickly. Colombians have food, you know, they have their own cuisine, and it's good. It's good. They have like fried stuff, they have grilled stuff, they have mariscos, they have seafood, I'm sorry, they have uh, like meats, 
chicken. They have the, the, a lot of pork as well. So, so I mean, recurring food all over Latam, I guess. And, and you know, Colombia puts its own twist on it. A lot of fried stuff. Again, I, I'm going to have to insist a lot of fried, fried stuff. Uh, like uh, Colombian food can be can be really heavy if you're not ready for it. And um, however, if I, get, I guess I can make only one comparison with, for example, Mexico. I think Mexico still has the upper hand when it comes to food. It's more, it has more flavors and more variety in general. But Colombian food is has variety, but it's not as I guess uh, flavorful. It, they don't use as much spices as Mexicans, for example. But if I compare to, uh, for example, Costa Rica, a country I've also visited, I think Colombian food kills Costa Rican food. You know, I felt like Costa Rican food was kind of lacking in everything, not just flavor, but variety as well. So at least at least Colombia has variety and, you know, they use their their country, obviously, to their advantage. You know, they have like exotic fruits that basically doesn't grow anywhere else kind of thing. And they have amazing like food salads with the with a Colombian mix. And they have a lot of like, like, you know, it's like snacks, street food that you can that, that you can eat that is purely Colombian. So they got that going for them, but that's that's pretty much it, you know. I I don't have I can't say uh, anything else about the food. Uh, so what else can I say in general before I get to the nitty gritty? Uh, their people, I can talk about their people quickly before before jumping into the details and maybe talking about it more later on. But their people are really nice people. I've talked to a bunch of Colombians, whether it's my Uber, my taxi. Uh, people that I've met on the streets, girls, guys. Overall, the Colombian people are nice people. They're sweet. Um, they they are proud people. They want to show you their country. They want to sell you their, their country. Like they'll they they're really proud. And yeah, I just like a little mix of traditional and and open minded liberal thoughts. And I don't know. I just had a, an amazing time with with the Colombian people here. Oh, did I mention they were beautiful people? Oh, I guess I'm going to talk about that later on. <laughs> but uh, girls and guys, you know, girls and guys are, are good looking. And oh my God. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep that for later. I'm going to talk about that in depth. Oh, the weather. Colombia is extremely humid place. It's it's very high on the humidity level factor. At least I felt it. I didn't really check the stats, but it's it's like jungle vibes. Uh, it's hot. It's humid. You know, what... what Colombia has going for it is that it it's it has mountains so you have some cold cold areas or fresh areas that you can go to where you can get like a nice breeze but overall I would say pretty hot and humid so if you if that's not your thing maybe Colombia is not for you but definitely worth if even if it's not your thing definitely worth visiting so that's weather it hasn't rained much but I know it could rain but it hasn't luckily enough it hasn't rained much on our stay on our one month here so far um I think that's it. Overall, Colombia has like a little bit of a ghetto vibe. Uh, not like the most developed country I've seen. Uh, it's not Europe. It's not North America. But that's what we love about LATAM. You know, that's what we love about these countries. These, I guess, quote unquote, third world countries. I'm not even sure if it falls in, in a third world country. But anyways, you know, I really enjoyed the chaos, you know, the traffic, the people burning the red lights. So, so that's a vibe. Uh, and the markets out, outside and, and the hustle some places more than others and but but yeah so that's it I think I've gone over like the big lines I'm sure there's more to say on a general level but I think uh, 
I think that's enough. Yeah, now I'm going to talk about uh, the actual itinerary that Sahib and I had. Um, we started in Bogota. We landed there at like 4 a.m. by about 6.30 or 5.30. We were uh, already in our Airbnb. We took a quick nap and we started our our journey, our adventures, like at 7 a.m. We didn't want to fuck around. We knew our time was limited. We need, we knew we had to act fast. And luckily enough, Sahib and I are both very fast-paced uh, travelers. So we made it, so we were able to pull it off, you know. So like I said, first day, we started our day at 7 and we started with a crazy hike. We climbed the whole mountain up to a church, a very popular hike. There was a lot of people on a Sunday, especially. And we got to see the whole city on the on the the first few hours of our of our arrival, and like from a viewpoint high above, and it was just amazing. We had a lot of fun, and then we continued our Bogota trip or adventure, like just walking all over downtown, everywhere that is like touristic. And we even went further than that. Like we went to non-touristic places, even though it's not necessarily recommended. But we we walked forty kilometers in three days. That's almost a marathon length. And we went to other viewpoints at night during the day. We ate a bunch of arepas, which is like the common like street food in Colombia, I guess. Like a quick bite. You can eat arepas, even though it's like Venezuelan, but we can argue that later. So that's that. So we saw a lot of Bogota uh, in three days. We had three days, two nights. So we had to move quickly, and we did. And, you know, I mean, first impressions of Bogota... I'm not entirely sure. It was interesting city, not my favorite by far. Like it has its charming areas, but not that many. And like I'm not gonna lie, it felt a little bit. Uh, I I felt unsafe there, even though like nothing threatened me. But like the, the just the vibe, the the like it, it, obviously it's the capital of the country, so so it's more like clockwork. People just don't aren't really there to socialize and 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 chill. It's really like people are waking up, going to work, coming back home, taking care of their families. And that's how it is. That's a common theme in, in capital cities through the world. Like it's not like it's usually not a nice place uh, to, to just hang out and spend a lot of time. So I think three days was actually perfect. Not one day extra. And we got lucky because uh, there was actually two people I knew in Bogota that I met in Chiapas. If you look at my San Cri- or if you listen to my San Cristobal de las Casas episode, you'll lis- you'll hear about Leo and this Colombian girl called Ale, which I met there in a hostel, Leo's hostel, Teresa Cielos. So they were in Bogota at the time and they saw my stories on Instagram and they, Leo reached out. He's like, hey, dude, you're here. I'm here. Let's hang out. So Sahib and I and, and them and another Colombian couple, they knew. We went out for a beer and eventually we went back to Ali's place. She made us nice home food, just a snack on before we went out. Eventually we went to a club and oh my God, I guess I'm going to have to talk about this. It was, it was our first like clubbing or nightlife exposure in Colombia. And... I can't explain how shocked we were. Like that sh- that night was incredibly lit, man. We were me and Saeed, We were just hanging out. We we went there pretty early, and then as the night went by, uh, went on, like people started coming in in the club. It got it full. It got full, and the mu- the reggaeton was like banging. And like next thing you know, we were just having fun, chilling. And next thing you know, Sahib and I, we look at each other and we look around. We look around and we see like just everybody grinding hard, like not like the grinding that I'm used to, that I've seen in Mexico or in Montreal or anywhere else. It's Colombian grinding, like they're fucking each other on the dance floor, literally. 
no, not literally, but like very close. So me and Sahib were like fucking, like we're bush bay. We're like, we can't, we don't even know what word to use, what to say. We're just looking at each other like, what is going on? It was going hard. And we had work the next day. It was Monday the next day. That was, all of that was on a Sunday. And um, like, we, we had to leave. It was like 2.30 a.m. We had to leave or 1.30 a.m. We had to leave. We're like, we need to work tomorrow. If we stay here, we're going to die here. Like, it was wild. It was a wild party. But it was a good introduction to the nightlife in Colombia. And we were excited. But other than that, um, there's not much else to say about Bogota. Okay, so again, I think three days was plenty, especially at our pace. That's it. Now, after our three days in Bogota, we took a plane. We went to Pereira, another city, uh, like an hour away in plane. And we took a bus. We went to a place called Salento. Now, Salento is completely the opposite of Bogota. It's a tiny-ass little village in the mountains. Um, and it's very touristic, and I'll explain why, but... Basically, Salento is a four by four type of town. Like literally, you you get there, the bus drops you off at the tiny little terminal. It's not even a terminal; it's like a bus stop, but they call it a terminal. And you basically take your shit and you walk. And no matter where you are on the in the town, it takes you five minutes to get to your place. And when you get there and you start walking in the town, it takes you maximum fifteen minutes to do the whole town, all the streets, all the. Re- you can even probably spend two minutes in each in each place and and you can do the whole town in like half an hour it's absolutely small but people go there because it's a very charming area it's very touristic you know all the places all the the houses in salento are colorful you know it has a it has a pueblo magico like a magical uh, little town vibe and basically people come to salento for two things um one of them is the cocora valley that's um a tour you could do from there basically in the morning you go grab a jeep like a off-road type of car and it it takes you like 15 minutes away in car or 20 minutes and it gets you to the Kokora Valley. It's a nice hike you can do and I can't explain how beautiful this place is. It's literally paradise on earth. Kokora Valley basically is the most lush, again, keyword lush, is the most lush place in the world. You have like the tallest uh, palm trees you'll ever see in the world or among the tallest uh, palm trees you'll ever see in the world and or at least in Colombia and then you have just like beautiful greenery the valley the trees I can't explain how beautiful this place is there's no way to describe it other than the word lush but um, I highly recommend going it's a beautiful hike like it's a long difficult like not so difficult but like like demanding hike that Sahib and I did but also if you're not into hikes you could just take the shortcut and go to the beautiful areas and leave definitely worth a full day's time in Salento you know and the other thing you can do in Salento is um is go to or get to know coffee you know Colombian coffee has a huge reputation and Salento is kind of the area where good coffee gets grown cultivated harvested roasted and sent out all over the world so we did a coffee tour it was amazing we had amazing coffee we learned a lot about coffee we even picked a few coffee seeds uh, beans sorry so it was fun um and we were only there for three days again, very short stay. Uh, I would argue it was too long. I would have stayed max two days. You know, one day you do, because we did Kokora Valley and the coffee tour on the same day. But usually people like to take their time. So do one each day, one day, two day. And that's it. You can leave on the third day pretty early and, and move on with your life. So that's Salento. Um, also, Salento is, believe it or not, even though it's a town in the mountains, they have a really good trout. 
<laughs> trout is a fish and if you want to eat delicious trout you can eat it there and it's kind of weird because usually people will tell you never eat fish in a mountain area because it's far from the sea very far from the sea like there's no sea it's not fresh however um, around Salento uh, or Salento is known also to cultivate uh, to harvest to grow and I guess harvest fish they have like trout ponds like companies have trout ponds so they 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 are grown there so that's why a trout is actually a popular meal and we ate trout uh, sahib and i he hated it i liked it but that's that and then one last thing i'm going to talk about uh in salento is that it was full of fucking jews sorry for my racist uh demeanor or or sound but and and i guess that's a recurring theme one thing we saw a lot in colombia is, is israelis And in Salento specifically, they were like ants because they have a hostel in Salento, uh, a, Ju a Jewish hostel or an Israeli hostel, and they all go there. And this is found all over Latam. And in many places in Latam, uh, Israelis just have property and they, they have hostel there and a lot of Israelis come. And, and basically, they, they have like a little South American, uh, I guess, uh, itinerary and they just follow it. And, and Salento is one of them. So I believe... Like, I'm not exaggerating when I say in Salento, there's more Jews than fucking Colombians. It was like ridiculous. It was like a pandemic. And it bothered me ex extremely because I look Jewish because I'm Lebanese. We're right next door, right? We're like almost like blood cousins. So we look alike and I have a big fucking nose. So I look Israeli. So everybody, all the Colombians that we would bump, in, bump into, they would think I'm Israeli. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking Israeli. I'm, I'm Lebanese, you know. So anyways. Too many freaking Israelis, but whatever. We only we were only there for three days, so so we had fun. I'm very glad uh, we went to Salento. I initially wasn't too sh keen on going because I was like, what is this random place? But uh, Sahib insisted when we were planning the trip, and I'm very glad uh, he won that argument, and we went. Very much worth it. Highly recommend. So that's it. So that's Salento. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna end this episode. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say is we took a bus from Salento straight to Medellin, the big, important place, the heart of the country, I want to say, but we can talk about that on the next episode. I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>